all this time, whether everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. to world cast i'm pete and i'm with kelly and johnny kelly man how you doing my friend doing pretty good brother that's good it's good johnny what's going on oh not much just podcasting with my two favorite podcasters well, there you go well and travis so i, I and travis yeah. well put an asterisk on that one <laughs> well no no travis has now replaced parv in my love bubble there you go. He gets roses now on Valentine's Day. That's you awesome. You bet your ass. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, hey, man, we are uh, looking at February 25th, 1984 here at the Sportatorium. And we open up with Kamala versus George Weingroff. So Weingroff has now made his connection. He's, he's in Dallas. <laughs> um, did any of you guys see that uh, Twitter clip? Of Weingroff working a squash, I think it was in ninety or ninety one. Yes, Sting yeah. as like a sultan. Yeah, Sting, Sheik, uh, a Sheik. I think Sheik Hussein, maybe. Yeah, it was. Mistaken. I thought he did a good job. I thought it was a great squash match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I saw, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's. It just shows what an old hand can do with like a tired old gimmick and, and kind of make it work. Um, but hey, what do you think of the match here, Kelly? Yeah, well, I guess we should mention at the beginning, somber or um, a somber Bill Mercer acknowledges that um, this is a, a tribute card to David Von Erich. Yeah, because this was taped right. February seventeenth, so a week after David died. So this is the first new footage we've had since um, well, a week before David died. Yeah. So this is a bit of a different. The vibe is is definitely different yeah. here. It's from a, it, Mercer, the, the crowd is is muted for sure, and um, even the wrestlers, of course, are still having to deal with all of that. But um, well, but anyway, so yeah, Kamala and Weingaroff. I uh, yeah, Weingaroff was supposed to debut last week. Maybe I don't know. His name was was on the screen <laughs> in the graphic. And he's the son of, of someone you maybe or you probably heard of, Saul Weingaroff. Yep. He was a heel manager in the sixties. Yeah. I guess he's that, that sounds, that, that's that's my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better call Saul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a reference to Breaking Bad. We've almost uh, my wife and I are almost done that series. And um, and actually he has the spin off uh, Better Call Saul. And he has a sp- so there's yeah, actually that reference. Exactly. It was even less yeah. than the one from Breaking Bad. Well, uh, we haven't watched that yet. We're saving that until we're done. Oh, Breaking no, no, that Bad makes perfect because, sense. Well, I'm it's not saying, a sequel. Though, but, you're saying that as a throw out to the yeah, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, you said Better Call Saul, which is actually the name of the show. Yeah. Well, I know. Let's see. Yeah, I knew that that's, that's the, the series afterwards. But as a character, he debuted on 
break yes. that. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked here. Um, so Weingroff was, like I said, one of the top heel managers of the 60s, most famous for managing the Von Brauners, where the, the heat was in the fact that a Jewish guy was managing Nazis. And <laughs> that, that team... Yeah, no, that's true. That was the thing. I mean, it wasn't even subtle or anything. It was just right out and in, in, right in your face with that well, gimmick. I never they, heard were, they were hot all over the stuff. Oh, you never heard of that? Oh, okay. I never heard of that. I mean, there's no footage of it. I, oh, but, God, I wish there was. Yeah. I've heard of the Von Brauners. I've heard of Saul Weingroff. I didn't know he was the Jewish manager of the Nazis. That's bonkers. That's yeah. Holy shit. Uh, only in pro wrestling, I guess. Yeah. And maybe yeah, he was working in, in maybe, the South. Maybe he was working an inside gimmick like uh, Schindler. You know, he was actually doing good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was his uh, face turn eventually. Oof. That would have been, uh, that would have been uh, ahead of the time. Ahead of <laughs> <laughs> wrestling is never... Ahead of its time, that's for sure. That blew my um, mind. That blew my mind, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that won't blow your mind is that uh, George Weingroff was a jobber to the stars in the South. And, and other than what Pete mentioned, the sheet gimmick that just popped up randomly on Twitter a few days ago. And that was just, I think, a one-off in WCW. Yeah, he worked, he worked, and he worked Terry Taylor sheet- also. Okay. He worked uh, the sheet gimmick in Memphis, according to my research, but I, I've never seen it, like the actual footage. But um, here he's just, he's going to stick around until November. So this is the beginning Ugh. of a, like a six month or more run Ugh. for Weingaroff. Mercer says Weingaroff is legally blind, <laughs> <laughs> which must, I'm assuming, must be a shoot, because why would. Why would you mention that otherwise? Why would that be? <laughs> I remember it growing up vividly that he was like, yeah, it was a big deal. Cause... I guess it's a way to get sympathy on him that he's, you know, ov- overcoming such a huge disadvantage. But, um, yeah, there wasn't much here. This was a squash, just a quick one. Um, at least I don't have any other notes. Uh, Kamala wins easily, of course. What about you, John? Anything wow. you want to add to? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. First of all, let's talk about that intro, you know, because here is what – we were talking about this on the last show. Not, or not the last show, but the, the the show where they announced that David died. We were getting into what should they have done, should they have edited it. And we, we had three different opinions on it because you're like, well, how do you handle this situation? But now this is different. This – everything's out there this is a trip a tribute show to david this is the first shot of sleazy to me about when this is getting like oh because in honor of david von eric here's some professional wrestling and then bill talks about how next week's the tribute show and he says and in light of that tragedy we've changed tonight's main event now, it's a double main event featuring the missing link who has oozed out of the ooze from the lizards to fight ice. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in the ooze right now. That's, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. 
So we got more and more of that to come. Uh, But Kamal and Weingroff, I goddamn, you just disappointed me. I I was saying, I hope he doesn't show up again. I hope this is he's one of these one night wonders that we've been seeing lately. But no, because George Weingroff is an ugly, ugly man. He's not pleasant to look at. Uh, He looks like he could be an extra in Todd Browning's Freaks. You know, he's. And then Bill is like, and he's legally blind. And I just died laughing. I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> why? Is this his gimmick? Or or why are you saying this? And then Bill is like, and you may think that's a disadvantage, but actually in uh, amateur wrestling, many totally blind people are outstanding amateur wrestlers. <laughs> and then uh, thinking, okay, Bill. Whatever you say. Okay? <laughs> is that is, maybe... <laughs> He, he's a big fan of the Daredevil comic book, obviously. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know enough. I don't know enough about amateur wrestling to know if there's any validity to that statement. But okay, and yeah, and it's Kamala squash. They're just so funny because they announced last week like George Weingroff can't make it. Everyone and people, oh, we were looking forward to the big debut at George Weingroff, and then he finally makes his debut and just getting squashed by Kamala. <laughs> And again, Bill, uh, oh, he calls Africa the dark continent. So he really does like Michael Hayes' shirt. Okay, it's, it's, out, it's out in the open. He's from the dark continent. And again, he calls Kamala evil when it's clear, even just in the character and the presentation. It is clear. Kamala's not evil. Akbar is evil. Kamala is a monster who's just doing what he's been told by the evil man. So he's never the evil character. I don't know. It just gets under my, it's a burr under my saddle when he calls Kamala evil. Yeah, essentially, I mean, I'm not comparing Kamala to an ape. So let me, let me face that first. (laughs) But essentially, Akbar is the, the guy who King Kong kills at the end of the movie who was mistreating him, but he was King Kong's owner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy who, uh, the guy who just happened to capture the wild savage from the, you know, and then made him technically a slave mm. to go in and wrestle for him. Which is exactly the storyline yeah. they used to turn Kamala babyface in the WWF. Was I can't remember who was managing him, but Slick had had a babyface. Harvey Whippleman. It was Harvey Whippleman. Okay. Harvey. Yeah, Harvey Whippleman. Okay. And Slick had had a babyface turn, and he that that was the story that they were mistreating this guy. You know, and they did the baby face turn, and he and Kamala got to go bowling, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Very important first <laughs> first bowling night out for Kamala. Yeah, that being the gold. Um, yeah, you know, this was a squash, so squash, but my God, I'll tell you one thing. The crowd baby face popped for Kamala's flying V cheerleader move. Uh, yeah. Where he <laughs> leaped up with the pointed his toes out with his legs, the crowd popped huge. Um, you, you can't I, help, I, I, but you said that's just it. You can't help popping for that. You see yeah. that guy that size jump up in the air and touch his toes. You're gonna, you're gonna go, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was just, I was just like, I wasn't expecting the huge pop, honestly. Um, just because he, I mean, Kamala's been treated as a scary monster in the promotion. But hey, we move over to Kelly Kanitsky versus Tom Ernesto. Kelly, what's going on here? Hey, it's a wrestling named after me. It's 
very rare in uh, your name is Renesta. <laughs> the history of oh, wrestling. Right. Well, I mean, Kelly's not a tough guy <laughs> yeah. name. Yes. <laughs> hey, what are you saying? I'm not I saying was, anything, but you know. know. <laughs> hold, hold on a second. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Kelly Leak from the Bad News Bears. Come on. He was badass. Mm, yeah, but Kelly's mm. looking for an actor, actor, a wrestler. So we have Kelly, which is probably his real name. Um, yes. Yeah, it was his real name. He was named. I, I read um, Gene Kaniski's biography that just came out last year, um, not too long ago. And it's, it's actually really good by an author named Steve Verrier. And it's, it's like one of the most in-depth wrestler bios I've ever read, actually. And Kelly was named, I think it was actually after, I want to say it was a woman, of course, <laughs> that Gene knew in the 50s um, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I, feel, I feel bad for all the male Kellys out there, of course, because all of us were teased at some point uh, growing up. Sometimes, uh, oh, without a doubt, I was probably on the, I was probably on the giving end of teasing guys' name with Kelly. I'm sure. It's, yeah. And I would have been your. Well, fr- yeah. My Kelly. first day of. Yeah. I would have been your friend because I didn't put up with fucking bullies. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me it wasn't. It wasn't bad actually. But the first, my first day of kindergarten, there was a girl named Kelly in my class. So right from. My first day of kindergarten, I was told that I had a girl's name. Uh, so whatever. Anyway. And you've got a black so eye. yeah, Kelly Kaniski's here. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Kaniski's here, and he's going to stick around quite a while, actually. He's here, I think, until well into 1985. He actually gets pushed somewhat. He wins the TV title. I know that's a belt that's never on the sportatorium shows but he wins the tv title at some point and yeah of course he's the son of gene kaniski gene was a huge star gene was a huge star in texas he wrestled there a lot at his peak 50s 60s and 70s and him and fritz were good buddies so this is you know it's it's not i don't know i don't know if you can say it's similar well it's similar to the von eric situation in that um, of course, it's a son of a famous wrestler, but Gene wasn't like Fritz in that he was obsessed with pushing his sons to the moon. In fact, I think Gene didn't really want his sons to get involved in wrestling. He, and, but of course they did. He had another son, Nick Kaniski, and they were both about the same, you know, mid-card at best. Do you know who and worked as Master Nick? Do you know if it was Nick or Gene? I think it was G, uh, or it was Kelly. I, Kelly I'm pretty I mean, sure it was Kelly. Kelly, not Gene. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, it, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. Uh, Kelly definitely had the longer career and wrestled more territories and was pushed a bit more than Nick ever was. But um, Kelly was done by 1986. And uh, Nick didn't last too much longer either, 86, 87. They, oh, so uh, it probably was Nick then as the just, uh, yeah. best superstar. So it sounds like to me. Uh, well, I, that's, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm tough. So it was 86. Now. Yeah, that's when mm-hmm. Master Superstar 2 in Mid-South was right after uh, It was right after Christmas time. So it was January. 
He, I think he, I think he debuted mm-hmm. on like a you know, close to Christmas Houston show because he, he teamed up with Dick Murdoch. Mm-hmm. But that was Mass Superstar. Then Mass Superstar Two debuted after the shortly after, like in March or something. I don't know who. That doesn't really matter. So it sounds like to mm-hmm. me, it sounds to me like you were talking about the differences between Gene Kaneski and Fritz. So it sounds like to me. If Gene did indeed not really want his kids in wrestling, but they they want to do it, he called in a favor to his old buddy, and his his old buddy said, "You got it, you know, sure, no problem. Double, give the kid a shot, you know." Which you know, it's that's kind of nice, you know, you know. But I can see that you know Gene probably you know Gene's not invested in a promotion. Fritz is in his whole business is the pushing of his right. Uh, so for a guy like Gene Kaninsky, he could be just like, I don't know if you really want to get involved in this business, but if you're going to, here's my buddy, you know, he'll take care of you. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And Gene did own the Vancouver territory. Of oh, he did. Okay. It, he was out of it by, yeah, but he was out of it, but before his sons got into wrestling really. So oh, I see. who's to say. So he really was, knows. So he really was. knows that they shouldn't get involved. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, for the match with Kaniski and Renesto, I thought it was really boring. <laughs> the crowd is dead. And Kaniski just doesn't have much flash. He just, he, and he doesn't look like he really cares. <laughs> his, his facial expressions are just, you know, non-existent, really. He was just going through the motions. Wins with a backbreaker. And I, I'm assuming we'll talk about the promo uh, later yeah. <laughs> or yeah. right after this, because oh, yeah. Gene is in the house and he's he's here to do some talking. Yeah, this was just a, a squash. But the only thing going on, the only thing I found interesting was the arm drags by Renesto. I thought were well done. Uh, I wrote that, holy shit, Pete. I wrote down Renesto with his steamboat like arm drags. Yeah, but they're <laughs> in the, nice. Yeah, well, but they're in slow motion. They're in Renesto speed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I also might be how Kelly was taking the bump, too. I mean, I don't Maybe. know. Uh, but, hey, let's talk about the promo, John. Also, first, about the match, here comes – it's – they go, it's Kelly uh, – they announce him as Kanitsky. The poor guy, he can't get catch a break with his fucking name here in World Class. Versus the return of Ronesto. And suddenly it's 1982 again because <laughs> that's what this show started to feel like, and we'll get to it. Suddenly, I'm like, we're back in fucking 82 because Renesto's here. The ladies are here, you know. And granted, of course, the Von Erichs aren't wrestling. Uh, and Kelly Kaniski is a young guy, and he already looks 37 years old. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's He doesn't look young, and I know he is. Uh, and Renesto, one thing I noticed about Renesto, maybe the reason he's back is because he finally agreed no yellow. Because there was no yellow on his gear at all. It was just <laughs> silver and black. For, for the first time ever, he got rid of the the, the, the yellow. And Fritz said, fine, you can come back. See? No yellow. <laughs> but then let's get to this promo. Because the match sucked. Except for those arm drags. Uh, Bill asks him about his amateur background or some such thing. And he goes, well, let me... And he's got this weird high-pitched voice. It, it's, it, he doesn't have a great speaking voice for wrestling. 
Let me just say about David Von Erich, it's it's a very tragic, tragic thing, Mr. Announcer Man. But and he was he was the number one contender. What? He was the number one. He goes, but I've got to tell you, I'm here to do business. I was like, what the holy fuck am I watching right now? This is David just died, and he's he's making this part of his promo about how can't mourn forever because Kelly Kaniski is in Texas to kick some ass. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and, all of, and then all of a sudden, there's fucking Gene Kaniski, and he's telling his, he's like, I give my sons this advice. You in this modern society, you've got to do unto others. And uh, my mouth is on, my jaw is on the floor. I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, they just did a heel pro- a heel promo based on yeah, it's a sad thing that David died, but you know, and he was a number one like the number one contender. Like that mattered. A man is actually dead. Wow. We need to isolate this and put it in the show for people who haven't heard it. I could not believe this happened. I thought, yeah, you I, know, I, I thought he was. I thought he, they were positioning him as a baby face, and then him and his dad do a complete heel promo, and it is in bad, bad taste. Oh, uh, I thought it. I thought I was aware of every. I, I love that we found this because really bad taste shit in wrestling. I have a morbid curiosity with, and I thought I. I would have thought this would have been famous, but nobody ever talks about this. This is it's pretty disgusting. It's, it's where do you fall, Kelly? Yeah, it 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 wasn't great. <laughs> that's for sure. I don't know. Um, is I, I yeah. I mean, I thought yeah, exactly. Wasn't Kelly supposed to be a, a baby face? I can swear. Team, I remember seeing him team up yeah. with Mike. But then again, you never know. He might have started as a heel. But I mean, God, I don't. Why did Fritz? I don't know. Why did Fritz leave this in the show? Why did not Fritz see this and go, we're not fucking... Well, they're not editing anything out of the shows. They didn't edit David out of shows after he died. That's true. Why would they edit this? I think... He doesn't even watch it. He doesn't even watch it. Mickey Grant just puts it together and sends it into syndication, I guess. (laughs) I think a lot of people were just still pretty uh, shell-shocked. You know, this was the first taping after David died. And I I don't think many people were comfortable working that night and I, I let's just chalk it up to that and not pure tastelessness that you know they had an actual seer they had an actual death in 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 the business and they're supposed to be acting and and doing business as usual promos and stuff and i think that just the whole death thing was affecting everybody that's what i'm gonna he's yeah, the only like a first first isn't it really it, it kind of is um, but, I mean, I don't know how they handled Georgia TV when Ray Gunkel died, but, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> they went on TV and said Ox Baker murdered him with a heart punch, and that was the last Well, they blamed Ox Baker yeah. for killing him. Tell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> business. Oh, boy. Then we get Liana, Liana Kai versus Penny Marshall. This thing went long. Good God. Um yeah. 
why don't you talk about it, Kelly? Okay, well, okay, not to be sexist, but I, I didn't, I couldn't be bothered to do bios for the ladies. Sorry, um, you know, Lalani Kai as um, she beat Wendy Richter for the uh, women's title in '85, and that was a match on um, rest of the first WrestleMania mm-hmm. with Richter regaining the title. So, she, and then she was part of the uh, Glamour Girls tag team with Judy Martin. So she had a lot of, well, relatively a lot of experience in the WWF later on in the 80s. Uh, Penny Mitchell was one that was, you know, around all the territories, I guess part of Moolah's troop, and she would have done time in the WWF too. But yeah, um, well, you know, it, it was there was some decent stuff in here. It wasn't just a total cliched hair-pulling punch-kick ladies match from the 80s and uh but yeah it went on so long i couldn't believe how much time they were given (laughs) um they even did a comedy spot with the referee at one point and uh penny won with a drop kick off the second rope but yeah i don't have many other notes yeah it was pretty pretty boring for me uh but it had some action in it they worked hard um we, I, I don't know if they did. I don't know if you saw the flying head scissors. I'm sure you guys did. Um, which I found out fascinating on Twitter. I someone asked Lance Storm, "Why don't we see this anymore?" And here it didn't look great or anything. Uh, but you know, remember like Brad Armstrong or Ricky Steamboat used to do running head scissors and take the guy over. And Lance's answer was because today's wrestlers focus more on their offense, while that was all about the the heel taking the bump. Uh, and so people, it's kind of been a lost move hmm. because people don't know how to take the bump anymore, which is just nuts when you think about it. Because uh, I don't know, that was like a staple for baby faces in the 80s, the running yeah. up head scissor takeover, uh, flying head scissor takeover. And uh, uh, now it's just, it's like a lost art. I, I, I find stuff like that fascinating. Why, why moves that always pop the crowd just disappeared and this was this is one of them um yeah but yeah it didn't really do anything for me what about you john um okay so again it's 1982 and again i, I kind of feel like like you know david just died they need to fill out a tv show with what they got and what's available and that's why we're seeing fucking renesto and you know, Kaniski gets to make his debut, and right. suddenly the girl. Well, the Von Erics are—they're—they're they're not on the show at all. Of course. You know, and uh, I, I was also thinking they're going to be angle-free, but then we got two angles and close out well, the show. Of course, uh, but I mean, the referee looks like what's the name of the actor who played Fez on uh, that '70s show? Uh, Wilder. Oh, uh, yeah. Wilder. Yeah. Yeah. This referee is a dead ringer for him. Referee Fez here. <laughs> and yeah, this match was long and boring. And I kept looking away, but I did. I was hearing like Penny Mitchell scream when she'd sell. And that seemed to really turn on uh, Bill Mercer. I noticed that. Yeah. He goes, Oh, she's a real screamer, isn't she? I'm like, You sick, sick fucking pervert. <laughs> don't care for you at all. And then they do that spot where the referee gets caught up in the role, and that's a midget spot. And I immediately was like, "Fuck this match! That's just <laughs> uh, that's treating the, the 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 women as the novelty that they were at that time." And to to have the referee, the male referee, get to roll around with them is kind of gross. And I don't, 
like this at all. It sucks. And but Bill does get a line in that doesn't make any sense that I do like. It, it was Leilani Kai. I guess it was it was during one of the high spots. It might have even been the the flying leg scissors. Uh, he said, she's flying like the surfs of her native state. I was like, oh, once in a while, there's a gem from Bill Mercer. But, yeah, this was long and dull. Next up, we get Iceman King Parsons versus The Missing Link. Why don't you talk about this one, John? Oh, yeah. So, and Bill Mercer, he find, he's constantly calling the Lincoln apparition, and he never stops calling him an apparition. I'm not going to even complain about the apparitions. That's what he says. But here he says, the missing link. It's like something maybe Dr. Leakey was looking for. And I was like, there you go. Bullseye. That's a reference that makes perfect sense for the missing link that Dr. Leakey is looking for. Finally. Can you explain that? Because I don't get it. Uh, Dr. Leakey... Uh, was uh, an archaeologist uh, and scientist who d- discovered like caveman bones and okay, uh, like the early yeah it, it has found some of the earliest remains of people. So apparently, uh, Bill believes in evolution. So this is the last time you'll ever hear Doctor Leakey mentioned on this Christian show. Uh, <laughs> not going to happen again. Uh, that's why he's an apparition and not a real actual missing link because that's part of evolution. Uh, and I, he says that because doing the missing link is doing the headbutt into the turnbuckle intimidation spot, and Iceman does it as well, saying, oh, "Me too. I got a hard head too." And Mercer says, "Hmm, that might confuse the link, or maybe he'll think they're related." I was like, what? <laughs> Like he's an actual animal. Oh, you hit it. You have hard head too. We must be in the same gene pool. What the fuck are you talking about? And then he says that the missing link resembles a fish at some point or another. The match is kind of fun. The match is fun. Uh, there's chair shots. Uh, um, oh, yeah. He's talking about the way the missing link uh, moves his mouth. He's like a fish or something. It just, and then Kamala runs in. Kamala runs in and he's beating the shit. So Kamala and the missing link are beating the shit out of the Iceman who get, makes a fine getaway. And there's a DQ. And oh, I just wrote down, this is in honor of the late David Von Erick. It's this ridiculousness. This is the honor from the beginning of the show. This is his tribute show. Oof. But it's fun. This is why. Clearly, I would like to see the tribute for Kevin and Carrie because this is what happens when you're the third favorite son, I guess. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. That's not. (laughs) Um, You know what? Here's what. Here's what. My boy David. There's one thing he told me. He said, "Daddy, if I ever pass away, unfortunately, I'd want you to honor me by having a green-faced man." Fighting a, a African American feller and a giant uh, a Ugandan warrior because I don't do my spirit proud, Daddy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Kelly, what do you think of the match? Um, well, this this should have been huge, right? Because it's the new hot heel against one of the yeah. top baby faces. It's overshadowed. Match. It's overshadowed. Yeah, it's totally overshadowed. I mean, the crowd did finally come alive for this match because of the star power involved but it was still it just didn't feel right um so that that's just how this show is going to be 
And they actually yeah. called a pretty brilliant match for what it was. Yeah, it was a, it was a great, yeah. great match. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go with Kamala against Iceman now. That's fine. That hasn't been done yet. And Link is protected, and he's still, you know, on a trajectory to the top. So all that's fine. And, but, yeah, it, it just – here it is not it, – it's unfortunate. It's just – it is what it is. I mean, you put this match on a show a week after David died – and expect it to be, you know, turn back the clock to before David was dead and, and all that. And it's just not going to happen. So it, it's just, yeah, it is uh, it's just unfortunate timing to uh, do this for the first time. But, yeah, I don't really have too many notes. It wasn't actually that long. It was no, it wasn't long. It was just a lot of yeah. fun, the match. And I totally get it. Yeah, it's wrong yeah. place, wrong time. And, you know, there's some spots you're like, yeah, like, you know, right off the bat, they go with uh, Missing Link does a big old bump off of Iceman's head. head. So they're, you know, saying the black man has, has a better, stronger head than the Missing Link. Uh, you know, that's uh, just – Dr. Leakey actually uh, discussed that in a, in one of his uh, books. <laughs> uh, and apparently that's true. So I'm just saying he's, he's – he's <laughs> Scientifically proven. Scientifically proven. By Dr. Uh, Le- Leakey. <laughs> But I did like how then Link starts uh, he starts targeting different body parts with his head and attacking different parts of Iceman. I thought uh, Link bumped all over the place huge. And he's actually becoming a really entertaining character right before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, minus this last squash that we saw, but for the most part, the dude is bumping and killing himself to have entertaining matches based all around a freaking headbutt when you think about it, which yeah, it's brilliant. makes it even more masterful class. Um, I, 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 uh, I thought, I thought there was a lot of good timing on the spots. Um, like the, the whole building to the big chair spots I thought was well done. I thought everything was executed really well here. It was, it was a shame of when it happened, but man, yeah, it was a lot. I was just, it was just, I, I, I mean, I know, it's a downer for what's happening, but I really had a smile on my face watching this match because it was so entertaining and, and f- just fun. I mean, that's, it's what wrestling should be. It should be fun. I thought this was a really fun match. Um, then we get to the main event of Chris Adams versus uh, Buddy Roberts. What do you think about this one, Kelly? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got two, two of the best uh, workers in the territory. It's, it's going to be good no matter what. And yeah, I really liked it. Buddy with a sneak attack to uh, start things and, and get uh, to have control right from the start. Yeah, Buddy's in control for quite a bit. Crowd goes nuts for Adam's hope spots. And uh, Sunshine's here, of course, wearing an Uber 1984 outfit. I wore that, or I um, watched this months ago, so I don't even know. What it was, I just have the note that she wore an Uber in 1984 outfit. Uh, Kelly, Kelly, exactly. Kelly, if I may, because you and I, great minds, she is wearing a powder blue, frilly, not frilly, poofy. It's very, it's whoever dressed her is should be fired. She is. Well, it's, it's probably her. Uh, well so. then, well then, she should get. Fritz should. Uh, they needed one for this that this outfit she is in this poofy powder blue thing over white pants 
and it's just an amorphous blob of fabric. And I'm like, did someone complain that she's too sexy for the Christian channel? And they literally burkered her here. What the fuck is happening? Ugh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible look. Yeah, so which makes it tough because, I mean, it was, they had the post-match angle. And I'm sure it's tough where, I mean, normally you say she should have just worn like that thing like as a sundress. But, you know, you couldn't really do an angle uh, being attacked wearing a sundress, really. No. But, but go on back to you, Kelly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, this act is so over. The Sunshine Adams Act, you know, the crowd's just crazy still. This is several months into the um, run with Sunshine as a babyface, and they're still red hot. Buddy's great as a heel, always cheating to get the advantage. I love that stuff. What a great heel he is. And let's see. Oh, Roberts is is pitched out onto the table at ringside at one point where uh, Mark Lorenz was sitting, and <laughs> Lorenz has a, a look on his face that he's you know not too pleased with what just happened. That was, that mm-hmm. was a funny note. Uh, and then we get a flash roll up for the victory by Adams, and then of course, as as almost every match involving Chris Adams and Sunshine in the last few months. You get Garvin and Precious hitting the ring and attacking them to keep that going. So, yeah, angle advancement, feud advancement, a good match, like I said, two pros. So, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add to that match. Uh, you pretty much covered it all. Um, you know, I enjoyed the post-match angle. Uh, what about you, John? What do you have to say about it? My, it was fine. Uh, uh, you know, got bad street again, you know, but it's, it's so funny. It's mm-hmm. like, I said, eh, I'd rather have free, but, but it still feels like, Hey, it's the original music. So that's a plus. And, yeah. but there's a spot in the middle of this where Adams fakes an injury that fool briefly fools buddy and then hits the super kick. He, he suckers him, And I was like, Ooh, that should have been the finish. And then it turned out that no, he actually is hurt. And he was, it was a desperation super kick, but the spot itself is like, it looked to me, oh, I'm hurt. My hamstrings hurt. And Buddy comes in for the kill and whap, super kick. I was like, oh, one, two, oh, that should have finished it. And Mercer calls him, uh, him, Mercer, uh, pronouns, pal. He calls uh, Buddy uh, Humpty Dumpty. I was like, you don't call him Humpty Dumpty anymore, stupid. He's not bald <laughs> anymore. Okay. And then Garvin Precious hit the ring. Now Precious, she's in all black. She's like, she's like Olivia Newton-John at the end of Greece, uh, hitting the ring. She, okay, she was no Olivia John at the end of Greece. Let's, I'm saying that's blasphemy. Okay, I'm Maybe saying a knockoff outfit. Yeah, Olivia Newton-John. I'm talking about all black. The, she was I'm sure all black. you, yeah, I'm sure you reacted much differently to the end of Greece than you did the end of this show. <laughs> Not saying I was. I look. I wouldn't jerk off to this, but okay. that, yeah, you know. I mean, but I, I was ten years old. You know, I discovered. Okay. I'm just comparing that she's in tight all black. Yeah. Okay. All right. right. I'm not. I'm not. And she wasn't in stiletto heels or smoking either. So no, yeah, not or perfect. at her. Yeah. Or, or, or she she hadn't completely abandoned all of her individuality and became a slut due to peer pressure. You know, well, great, true. great, great message movie. Ugh. It was, it was fun for what it was. You know, it's still, everything just felt so muted with this. Like, this is the big tribute show. I'm like, is it? <laughs> Why are you calling this the tribute show? I don't understand. The tribute show is next week. Why, why are you promoting this as we've got two giant main events for you in honor of David Von Erich? I don't, it's, 
<laughs> Here we go, boys. <laughs> yeah, I legit yeah. thought this was a terrible show. Uh, it did nothing for me. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of bad moments on it, a lot of bad tasting moments. And and I think about it, we're talking about this thing freaking 30 years past. Uh, and uh, and Estelle, it's in bad taste, but... You know, it's the wrestling business. Uh, I'm not giving you a free pass because it's the wrestling business, but it was it was tough for what they had to do in the time. So, I mean, it, 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 Fritz does a lot more scummier things when you think about it. It's so, like uh, yeah. it's like it's next like, week. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like once he got a taste of it, he couldn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> boy, that bad taste tastes great. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Kel? Yeah, I, like we've gone over it. It, it. it was a somber um, occasion, you know, similar to the Raws that were um, taped right after, you know, Owen Hart. Oh, here's a question. What was, what was more disgusting? Uh, this, what Kelly Kaniski said or Stephanie McMahon said at the 9 11 <laughs> Raw taping? <laughs> the, the Kel, the, I'll, I'll tell, I'll, no, I'll, I'm going to argue this one. Kelly Kaniski. Because he used the actual death to portray a heel character. And the Stephanie one is just... was Done a, out of ignorance? A young girl who was probably as stunned as the rest of us were who said something stupid that she probably regrets as a grown-up. And people need to give her a fucking break about that, okay? It's... Kelly. <laughs> So Kelly Kaniski's promo was worse than Stephanie's post 9-11. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't go that far. I will. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll totally will. I mean, because here's the thing. The fact that they put the wrestlers and everyone behind a fucking camera to tell about how do you feel two days after 9-11, that's just bullshit. That's the problem. Vince doing that was the problem. That No one should ever been put in that sort of position. Well, right. I agree with that. And uh, I'd also say, though, they easily could have edited that thing off there. And they could still edit it off. They still haven't edited it off the freaking network. Um, I, hey, you know, hey, as we see by this show, they don't edit, I guess. That's a wrestling tradition. I, I, I no think fucking editing. actually proud of Stephanie, actually. Uh, well, I'm sure maybe he is. I'm not going to go yeah. into that deep dive, but I would imagine that Stephanie McMahon herself now, as a grown woman who's helping run right. an empire, probably realizes she was young and said something stupid in a moment of grief. This is Kelly Kaniski, and I'm not even blaming him. He's just—it's—he's he, new too, okay? But yeah. that, that Fritz left th- this part in that I'm going to cut a heel promo getting heat because I don't give a shit that David Von Erich is dead. That is worse to me. Because that's part of the angle. Stephanie said something stupid about a real-life situation. This is using a real-life situation into wrestling fakery that that I don't care for. Yeah, either way, they're both scummy as hell. Um, There's comments. Um, uh, Johnny, what do you think overall of the show? Uh, Not good, but at the same time, fascinating because for all the reasons we're talking about right now, this the appropriateness, the scumminess. How do they handle this? This was the first big one. It's Fritz's kid. He's probably, he's, I, I don't think Fritz is sitting there not grieving. Of course he is. 
You know, and he's not paying attention to the rest. And you know what, John? I will say, I do. I, I use that as an excuse, but also when I think about it, it so happens to be the first one asked me one of the scummiest promoters on the face of the planet. Oh, I've been saying it for years. I've been saying it for years. I've but this to- would have happened. I, I kind of, kind of curious if if the St. Louis office was still running, would this have happened with Mastic and uh, uh, and 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 and, uh, and what's his name, uh, owner of St. Louis Wrestling Club. Um, um, would, would, yeah, would, would this have gone over with Muchnick and, and Mastic? I, 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 I fucking yeah. don't think so. I think they're, those guys are a lot classier. I bet you, I don't know what, when Gino died, I guarantee you, Paul, I've seen Paul Bosch's uh, tribute to Gino was a hell of a lot fucking better than what we saw here. It, um, that, that's just the thing. The, the, here's the problem if you're going to do and call something that we're going to do something in honor of David Von Eric. Okay, or any dead wrestler. I understand that. Whether you should or not, I understand. There was no reason for this episode to be called the in, to be in honor of David Von Erich. No, no, no. There, there was no reason for it. So he's getting sympathy and attention that we're presenting two big main events in honor of David Von Erich. That's yeah, carny the problem. As fuck. Yeah. That's the problem. And that's what gets it, under my skin. It was Carney and Carney as fuck was one of the ruined, biggest Car, Car, Carney guys out there. And it ruined what because the Iceman, because <laughs> the Iceman missing link thing shit was good. The Buddy Adam stuff was good, but it just it overshadows this what was good in the ring uh, by presenting it that way. It's uh, yeah. Fair enough. On that note, let's take a little leave. And Johnny, anything you want to plug? Just again, everyone listen to Gideon, guys. I command you. Kelly, anything you'd like to plug, mention, say? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I should have plugged this last time, or we all should have plugged it last time. It's it's When this drops, it'll be in the past. But we did a tribute to Junkyard Dog episode that coincided with <sighs> the fabulous Johnny Sorrow's 50th birthday oh. on June 5th. It was amazing. I mean, we were all drunk. Uh, there were strippers, cigars. Uh, I don't remember most of the evening. Uh, yeah, it was a great cow time. tipping. Had by all. Cow you know, tipping. Do you know how hard it is to do, go cow tipping on the Zoom meeting? I mean, getting the individual hookers at each of our places was easy enough in everything so we could do it through Zoom during the pandemic. But taking my laptop out to go cow tipping, that was fucking crazy, guys. But we did have our gloves on. Of course, and masks. Oh, yeah. We're social, not assholes. Social. <laughs> masks, social distancing, all that. It was, yeah, we were good boys. <laughs> But yeah, please listen to that show, uh, the JYD Johnny 50th birthday tribute, spectacular extravaganza that uh, came out a few days ago. All right, man. Everyone, have a great week, and we will see you later. My heartaches and troubles are just up and gone. The moment that you come in view And with your hand in mine, dear I could dance on and on And I could waltz across the
across Texas with you in my arms. Walks across Texas with you like a storybook ending. I'm lost in your charms and I could waltz across Texas with you. 